Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? So far, we've seen it started with something amazing, you know, the, the Mount of Transfiguration. We saw the glory of the Lord emanating from within him to outside of him. And, and we know he has contained that glory as he's walked around in what's called the hypostatic union. The, he's fully God. He's fully man. He's walking in that, that image of a man. But on the Mount of Transfiguration, his true colors were shown. <laughs> His glory shone through, and we know Peter, James, and John were there with him, and we know Moses and Elijah were there with him. It was just this incredible time, and we also know Peter got shushed by the Father in the form of Shekinah glory. You know, Peter, we love him. Um, and he's, he's an encouragement, though, for me, probably for you, too. These guys were just normal guys. You know, and we're going to look at some of that today, too. But then we saw last week where a humble man came to Jesus begging that he heal his only child, his only son. And we know that Jesus did that, but it was demonically inspired. And so we talked about that. We talked about how we have to be vigilant. We're going to talk about more of that today. But these days are evil, and we need to stay focused on the Lord and understand that spiritual warfare is true. And we're to be prayerful. We're to fast and pray. Jesus told him this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. And we know the Lord was always praying and fasting. But, you know, we also must pray and fast. We must stay in the word. We have to be empowered to fight the battles that are before us in this day. But we also never lose track of the fact that our Lord is the one who helps us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And he, com he commanded that, that man last week, encouraged him to have faith in the man. Remember that famous statement? He said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And I told you that's okay. Just be honest with God. He'll take that. He'll use that. We are to have faith because our Lord loves us. He wants the best for us. He wants the best for you and me. And you know, one of the ways to build our faith, one of the greatest ways is what we're talking about today and going through in the scripture. Romans 10, 17 declares to us, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, and yet the word of God is so neglected these days. You know, I was talking to two friends that, of mine that are in ministry and it's really neat because over the years, we'd get into these great discussions about the scripture, but I noticed something as I talked to them recently. They weren't quoting the scripture. They were quoting YouTube videos. <laughs> they were quoting these teachers they were listening to, and I, I felt compelled to talk to them and say, listen, you know how the scribes and Pharisees and the Sadducees, all these people, how these rabbis got off track? They got off track by getting out of the word and listening to the opinion of other, other rabbis. Rabbi Hillel says... <laughs> And they got away from the word, and that seems to be happening these days. And I want to encourage you. There's nothing wrong with some of these YouTube videos as long as they're solid. There's nothing wrong with supplementing, but it doesn't replace the Bible. And I just want to encourage you. You know, and I encouraged them. One of them was offended. One of them was encouraged. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But the thing is, is, you know, even in my own life, I want to be cognizant of this. I want to make sure that I'm studying the word far more than I'm ever listening to someone else. And there's nothing wrong, again, with those things. But stay in the word, church. The word is living, 
and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's what we need in these days. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today. And, you know, today we're going to be covering 21 verses, verse 30 through 50. And it's quite eclectic when you look at this passage, but I think it's, it's powerful because I see four, four different areas of application. You know, the scripture always brings us application, and I see four areas. We see in this, in this passage today, I think we're going to see that you and I as Christians are to be focused. That's the first area. We're to be focused on the scripture, but be focused on the gospel. That is really the key. Be focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're going to see how the disciples are looking forward to that today. And we have the privilege of looking back at it and knowing what the Lord's done for us. But also, I think we're going to see in the passages today a reminder for us as Christians to be humble. We have to be humble. And thank you to all of you before service who kept me humble. I, you know, I won't mention any names, but, you know, um, it's always funny before service. I, I love to banter. I love to joke around. And I always say if I can, you know, dish it out, I better be able to take it. And so today I was reminded of why I should be humble by several people. You know, I won't mention any names. Lisa's one of them. But um, <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. You don't know. So here's the thing. But we are. We're to be humble. That is something Christians need to remind ourselves of. Also today, we're going to see that we need to be vigilant. This world is evil. Things are getting dark. We need to be vigilant. We need to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. We need to be vigilant with the children of this age. We need to be vigilant with new believers. We need to come alongside people, disciple them, and take care of them. And then lastly, we need to be salty. <laughs> you know, this is the thing, you know, modern vernacular, they've taken this term salty and turned it into something exactly opposite of what it means in the scripture. Go figure, the world doing something exactly opposite. But salty often means you're upset with someone or something, right? That's the term now. You're salty. We're going to see it's the exact opposite in God's economy. And so with that, we're going to dive into the scripture. But before we do, let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the revelation of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Continue to do through us, Lord, and continue to do for us in the future, Lord, that we are going to spend eternity with you. What a glorious and amazing promise. But, Lord, help us to take others with us. Help us to reach this generation. Lord, we praise you and open your word up now. Let it just change us from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. So Mark chapter 9, we're going to be starting at verse 30, and we're going to see these first few verses really our first point of application, you know, that we're to be focused. You know, for the disciples, as I said, they're going to be focused on this as well, but they're looking to the future of the gospel. You and I are privileged to be looking back on it. We know what all of this means. But remember, this was all new to these poor guys. They didn't know. And so look at this, verse 30. Then they departed from there. That's leaving the, the young man that they just cast the demon out of, that Jesus cast the demon out of and healed. And they passed through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know it. Now I want to just say this. You, you see this where he's passing through his home region. He doesn't want anyone to know it, and that's just a reminder. Remember, he's transitioning his teaching. He's going away from the crowds. He's focusing more on his disciples to teach them the truth because he's trying to get them prepared for what's coming. His departure his death, his burial, his resurrection. He wants them to understand. He's so patient with them and us. And so he's saying, you know, I don't want anyone to know it. Why? Verse 31. For he taught his disciples and said to them, the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of men and they will kill him. And after he is killed, he will rise the third day. But they did not understand this saying and were afraid to ask him. And, you know, here we see this reminder, this first reminder for you and I, you know, we are to be focused on the gospel. Jesus Christ died for our sins. I mean, just think about that. I don't think, you know, in our human flesh, it's so hard to even comprehend what we've been saved from. 
Not to mention what we've been saved for, you know? I mean, the gospel is just an amazing thing. And he's trying to teach his disciples that something is coming, that he's going to be killed, but he'll rise again on the third day, that he's going to be betrayed. And for us, this is our focus, though. The gospel has to be our focus in these days. It has to be. One of the things I got to share the Lord with somebody recently, and, um, you know, they've heard the message before, but it was neat because I was able to really just lay it out for them. And they said, you know, I've never heard it explained like that. And that breaks my heart. Living in America and, and a, a person who's, you know, in their 40s has never heard the gospel explained properly. It's easy to understand. It's simple. It's a simple message. We have to be focused on that. And I think Jesus is trying to get his men to focus on that. And part of that, you know, this is what I love too. Did you notice he calls himself the son of man? The son of man. And this is going to relate to another topic we're going to look at in being humble. What a humble title for our king. Son of man. Do you realize that 88 times in the New Testament, the term son of man is used? And it's usually Jesus saying it of himself, declaring he's the son of man. But there's one exception to that in the book of Acts with Stephen. Remember, Stephen was martyred. And remember the day he was martyred, Saul, who would become Paul, was holding the coats of those who would kill Stephen, who was being stoned to death. And it doesn't mean what it means in the world today, right? These rocks were pummeling Stephen, and I love this. I love this passage in Acts chapter 7, verse 56. This is Stephen being killed for his faith, being killed for the gospel. And he says, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. The Son of Man, this humble title. But understand what's going on here. We know from other passages, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And yet his precious servant, Stephen who's being martyred for his faith, being killed for the sake of the gospel, he stands for him. Do you see that? He's standing up as if to welcome Stephen home. I guarantee you Stephen didn't feel a single rock that hit him that day. You know, and let that be an encouragement to us because many people want to throw rocks at us these days. We're the bad guys. Hold to the word of God and understand Jesus was humble. He came as the Son of Man. And that is just extremely important for all of us to understand how humble this title is, the Son of Man. Because we know He's the Son of God. He's fully God, and yet He came as a baby. He came as a man. He was fully human. And that's so important for the gospel, because why? Because only a man could redeem you and me. By sin, by one man, sin came into the world. And by God's law, by God's atonement, a man had to pay for it. And that's the God-man. But he is the son of man. And this is a humble title. And so when we start to look at being humble, we only follow Jesus' example to be humble. But you know, these guys, I just love this because he's trying to teach his disciples. He's trying to teach them to get them ready. And they don't understand it. They don't understand what's going on. And, you know, he's teaching them in this intimate way, exclusionary. He's getting them alone. And they're still quite puzzled. They don't really understand what's going on. But I want us to realize this for a second. Depending on which, you know, historical account you you agree with, seven or eight of them, of these disciples of the twelve, were fishermen. The others weren't really learned men either. Maybe Matthew and Judas, they probably had some education. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website.
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.